So winners and losers from yesterday's announcement. Hairdressers can open as of Thursday. Spare a thought for the poor men and women behind the scissors. After more than 100 days in lockdown, they'll have at least three to 400 heads each to catch up on. I can't even begin to imagine the bargaining, the pleading and horse trading going on trying to get an appointment in Auckland. I enjoyed hearing the woman from Rodney Wayne on this morning. Staff have been given pep talks on how to have discussions with clients about vaccinations and mask wearing. All the tricky things we've been talking about all day, every day, and and you know, hairdressers are like talkback hosts too. Have to be able to talk about anything to anybody. So they've been given little pep talks on how to negotiate and make their way through those, navigate, I think is the word I'm looking for, navigate those conversations. And also a crash course in how to fix the damage from dreadful home dye jobs. So, whew, spare a thought for the hairdressers. Beauticians miss out, as do those in hospitality. Deputy Prime Minister Grant Robertson, who was on the Mike Hosking breakfast this morning, says he doesn't know why, <clears throat> but the government acted on advice from the health department. Hairdressers are being used to trial the vaccine app that shows businesses you are in fact double vaxxed and therefore you have permission to enter the premises, but not beauticians. They're, one of the reasons given was that it's a small premises, it's self, self-contained. That's why HOSPO didn't get the opportunity to trial the vaccine pass. Hairdressers did, beauticians didn't, whatever. They will have to wait until December 3. So hairdressers won, beauticians HOSPO nil. The even bigger losers are those who had flights booked to Australia over Christmas because they had to negotiate the cruel lottery that is MIQ and find a space to return. Or else they had made life plans to head to Oz for a new beginning across the Tasman. And then Air New Zealand cancels a 1,000 flights with around 20,000 customers expected to be impacted because Air New Zealand says, look, we're really, really sorry and we know it's disappointing. But our hands are tied until the border restrictions ease and until we receive further clarity from the New Zealand government. They can get people across, they just can't get them back because people aren't from Australia do not incredibly want to spend two weeks of their holiday at the Hamilton Distinction not being able to see the delights of the Waikato. They'll be in a hotel room. So Air New Zealand has had to make the hard call to cancel a 1,000 flights impacting 20,000 travellers. Grant Robertson, as he was talking to Mike Hosking this morning, was adamant. He he was unrepentant. He said, look, we we still need to stem the flow of travellers coming into this country. The advice that we've got continues to be that the international border, you know, being able to regulate the movement there means that we can stop new chains of transmission being seeded into New Zealand. And so, yep, we do have chains of transmission in New Zealand at the moment, but when we can manage and control things, we should, and that's what the border allows us to do. Having said that, we've been very clear that in the first part of next year, we will be moving towards self-isolation. We don't see MIQ as the long-term factor here in the way that we'll manage people coming in. But we've got to do that as carefully and methodically as we've done the other things in this outbreak. So, yes, I can understand why people might look at it the way that you are, but in the end, it's the accumulation of risk in the country and bringing in brand new chains of transmission into the country. If we can avoid doing that, we should. Well, yes, it all sounds very reasonable. Mike Hosking was saying, well, at what point, at what magic point do we say, okay, people can start to travel? Because this isn't going away. 
So at what point? Australia's reached that point. They're welcoming back international uh, students, those on business visas and refugees. Their people are allowed to come and go. Uh, we know, have, no, government said no, abundance of caution. That's the way it's been all the way through. You'd have to ask whether yet again it's the vaccinated being held back to protect the unvaccinated who don't want to be protected and have said that time and time again. So probably more clearly it's whether the vaccinated are being held back to protect the public health system. I'd love to hear your thoughts around the traffic light system. Are the businesses who can open on December 3 prepared and ready to open? How on earth are the salons and barbershops coping with the demand for services? For those who were booked on Air New Zealand flights, how are you dealing with the news that your flights have been cancelled? Your life plans have been put on hold. Nobody is travelling really lightly at the moment. There is nothing fun about trying to get an MIQ space. Nobody's sort of kicking up their heels and with a jaunty hey-ho heading across the ditch, you know, just to sun themselves on the Gold Coast. Most people who are travelling are travelling for very, very good reasons. So 20,000 people's plans have been completely scuppered because of these hard border controls. Do you buy Grant Robertson's rationale for keeping the hard border controls. For those regions with poor vaccination rates, and for those of you who have chosen not to be vaccinated, if you are currently enjoying level two freedoms, you're going to be going backwards. No confirmation from Grant Robertson, but certainly low level vaccination rates make it very likely that if you are a region with those low vaccination rates, you will be heading into the red light district which used to be fun back in the day. But the red light district under the traffic light system is not fun at all. As one who has spent most of the last three and a half months in that, you are not going to like it. So, love to hear from you on this. 0800 80 10 80 is the number to call. Much to talk about on this. We won't be COVIDing all day or traffic light systeming all day. But this is affecting everybody in the country. Everybody in the country, as of December 3, and the time has been given. Uh, Auckland, a number of people are saying, why the hell is Auckland going straight into the red light? Uh, Because of our hospital system. Most of the hospitalisations are in Auckland. Until that changes, then we will be in red. Auckland has been sacrificed time and time again and continues to do so.